Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 8, The Cat and the Claw, Parts 1 and 2, with Gav Brown. Hi, friends. This is, uh, I, wow. I still don't know what to say. I still say hi, friends, and then it's like, uh, what is uh, week the, eight? The show uh, is happening. I thought you were going to say hi, friends. This is iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am now. <laughs> and this is my pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Three people will get that. He just loves ancient Egypt so much. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, joining us for the first time on this particular show, but for the I don't know eight thousandth time, and and not nearly enough, if you ask me, is is our friend Gav. Uh, always always a delight, Gav. Hi, I'm uh, not iced tea. Oh, <laughs> you're always a delight. I just said, <laughs> be a delight. Damn it! I uh, don't put me on the spot. Uh, Start right. juggling or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll pour water into a glass. <laughs> From a very large pitcher. This will be funny when you listen to this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will be again. That's the beauty of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll take so, that off one of the references. This is an odd thing for us because as as I break down how pairs of episodes um, shake out, we almost never get to do a two-parter at the same time. Yeah. like It just so happens that they always fall on like an odd number so that we always split them up. But this time we got to do both parts and I'm not sure why this was a two parter. Yeah. Like it wasn't bad. It's fine. It's a weird choice though. Like two face. I absolutely get not just because of the, the branding cause two, but I insist to be a two parter. But also that was a big story. First you do Mm -hmm. Harvey's sort of tragic fall. And then the next one you do now he's a straight up supervillain. but like, this one just had some stuff and then some more stuff. Some I don't other know. stuff <laughs> came later. Mm-hmm. It was fine, but mm-hmm. I don't see how that, like, when you're breaking the season that you say, okay, this one absolutely needs to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And maybe because there's two villains? I don't know. He didn't really need two villains either. Not really. No, I suppose not. I, I mean, guess if they didn't, it would have to be called, like, And the Claw. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, why don't we, now we've, we've, we've done this a little bit differently. Gav and I are just going to summarize the entire thing, mm-hmm. like both parts, rather than trying to remember what happened in parts one and two. So yeah. Gav, why don't you start with part one, please? Oh, you Catwoman and her unfortunately named cat Isis sneak into Gotham apartment where they have, a, where they have a valuable necklace on display defended by lasers. They nab it, but the omniscient Batman chases after her. She's cornered an alleyway where she buries him under bins or trash cans, if you will. <laughs> As she escapes, Isis is almost run over, but Batman, like so much Superman, saves the cat. Smash cut to a charity auction where Bruce Wayne is being bid on for a date. Selena Kyle maxes out her credit card to win, but isn't interested in the date. But Bruce awkwardly insists before he escapes to beat up some perps. Commissioner Gordon tells Batman that Red Claw is in Gotham, all the while looking ahead so Batman doesn't turn him to stone. At Selena's apartment, her secretary, Maven, says that her lawyer is called. She has a secretary and a lawyer now? 
Her, her mountain lion deal has been called off as Multigon have bought the land. Bruce arrives just in time to get a meeting with the Multigon chairman, Stern. Stern refuses to help as the land is going to be a major resort or a power plant sucking power or something. <laughs> After Selina and Bruce leave, we see Stern in league with the Red Claw. Batman questions about bosses for anything on Red Claw, the terrorist, not the skin condition. Meanwhile, Catwoman breaks into Multigon for information before being chased by Red Claw's hired goons. She falls off the roof, but Batman saves her just in time and she slips away. Back at the Cat Cave, one of Red Claw's goons watches Catwoman unmask. So, real quick before I go on to part two, are you implying that Stern is some kind of Max Shrek? <laughs> he wishes, is all I have to say. Look, we he's, all wish. He's a, he's a chip Shrek at best. <laughs> Matt's favorite character. Dad, no. Save yourself. <laughs> all right. Part two opens with, hang on, I need to address something here before we continue. Somehow Gav showed up for an episode where Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle dance around the possibility of a romantic relationship, and there was zero mention of mistletoe and its effects on a person if they eat it. It's like I don't even know you anymore, Gav. Okay, so after the thrilling cliffhanger where we're still wondering if the evil real estate deal is going through, children in 1992 must have been on the edge of their seats, part two opens with Batman talking to one of his mob informants. I can't be the only person who thinks it's weird that Batman, not matches Malone or any of his other dumb disguises, but Batman, in full costume, is just talking to some old mob dude in the middle of the park. He's not even doing that thing where he dangles him off the rooftop and threatens to drop him if he doesn't give him the information. Anyway, between this fact-finding mission and Jim Gordon's deep recon of taking a phone call... Tim Bat Team Bat Jim put together that the military is transporting a deadly plague through Gotham and that Red Claw intends to steal said plague for her nefarious purposes. Yes, I said her. Mercenary terrorists can be women too, Batman. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag one day I'll stop stealing this joke from John Oliver, but that day is not today. <laughs> also, there was a fight on a train, but Catwoman wasn't there, which ruined my plan to make a terrible shimble shanks <laughs> of the railway train joke. So in protest, I'm just going to ignore the whole train sequence. <laughs> On to the next day and Bruce and Selena's rain check lunch date. If this summary wasn't already running very long, I'd mention the gorgeous piece of evening wear Selena has chosen to wear for this casual lunch date, but sorry, no time. No mention is made of mistletoe, but there is a rather tedious car chase with Red Claw's goons, and I'm pretty sure Bruce left at least one of them drown in the harbor at the end of all this. Back at the Batcave, Alfred finds a hair on Bruce's suit. A cat hair, of course! Selena Kyle is Catwoman! So Batman races to the Multigon site, where his definitely-not-girlfriend is already definitely trying to sabotage the operation. They're both captured and tied back-to-back -to, -back to chairs, and after monologuing a bit, Red Claw leaves a canister of the plague, to which she applies a drop of acid. The acid eats through the canister. The plague escapes and our heroes die, she says in her definitely consistent accent. <laughs> then she and her cronies leave, assuming that our heroes definitely died. But they manage to escape because fucking come on, seriously? And blow up the compound. And also Catwoman sets a mountain lion. She has a small, large mountain cat. She likes to terrorize people. Uh, on Red Claw, because I guess she has the actual power to talk to cats or possibly control cats? Then Gordon shows up 10 minutes too late because GCPD got a GCPD. Epilogue! Batman returns to Selina's apartment and puts her in handcuffs, and I'm not making the obvious sex joke here because I'm better than that. Okay, no, I'm clearly not. Bat handcuffs. Yes, they are definitely on brand, like bat wings carved into them. Gotta be yep. even more uncomfortable than normal handcuffs. I'm applying the bat cuffs now. Mm -hmm. Um, that's fine. <laughs> 
I'm so bored now. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, like I say, not bad, but it's weird, odd. right? Like, I... it felt like there was not a ton of connection between the Catwoman stuff and the Red Claw stuff. Am I mm. the only one who felt like yeah. that? There wasn't, and there was a tenuous bit, but it just looks like they gave up halfway through trying to make a connection. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, and uh, they have cross purposes, I guess. Shrug. Well, the three of us have seen this episode at least twice each recently, and do you still quite understand what everyone wanted? Like, well, they keep referring to Red Claw as a terrorist, and I kept waiting for them to say what she like what her like terrorist plan was yeah what her agenda is but really she's just like a mercenary who's trying to steal a virus so she can sell it for gold bullion which Mm -hmm. i mean i guess that is is a terrorist thing but yeah you're right typically terrorists have an agenda she's got like like more than just money she Mm -hmm. wants something and i my memory of her was that she was from some eastern european country and she wanted to go back home and, mm-hmm. and take over or she was some deposed royal maybe or yep. I don't know some something to do with like her country's government but mm-hmm. I could be remembering wrong or maybe that's her other appearance I don't remember I, I, I think that's based on five minutes of the accent is there yeah. Eastern European <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely... from whatever country talks like uh, how you say uh, this well the problem is the show aired in 1992, which means it was probably in development right as the Soviet Union was collapsing. So mm-hmm. who knows what country it is because it doesn't exist anymore. There. I just solved her accent. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> no, and it's, I'm just going to jump to my, hey, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Claw is Kate Mulgrew. Yay. Which, who we, like, when we covered Star Trek, Voyager was a bit of a slog, but we were surprised to discover that we enjoyed her tremendously. Oh, Kate Mulgrew's great. Yeah. You know. And she was fine in this. She's, I don't know yeah. why they cast her. Like, she's no. got a good voice, but she's got a bad accent. Sorry, go uh-huh. ahead. I was just going to say she's a bit, you know, she could be, it could have been anyone with that accent, really. She could have been someone better for for any part in this. Yeah, they could have cast someone with an actual accent. Mm-hmm. Like Then so at least it, it might stay the one accent instead of wandering all over Europe. I mean, to be clear, I think Kate Mulgrew as a villain is fantastic. Sure. I just, and also there aren't a ton of ladies to choose from, I suppose when you, Mm -hmm. when it comes to Batman or any established superhero, but you know, I don't know. It was, it was cool to hear her. And also uh, Catwoman, apparently Adrian Barbeau, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I continuing to do the uh, the special guest celebrity villain. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what I know her from though. Like I know no. her name, but uh, Adrian. Yeah, I know her. I know I know Adrian Barbobot more than I know. Yes, Adrian so yes, exactly. Um, she's not in like I don't know how old she is because I was about to say she's not in any of the old movies you used to watch, and then I'm not no. sure that like. She is old enough s- to be in those movies. No, I want to say she was like uh, sort of one of the sexy pinup girls in like the 60s, like around like so- right. Sophia Loren times, I want to say, but I could be wrong. I don't know. In any case, I recognize her name and she does a good job. Mm-hmm. Like she's a good cat woman. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. That's all I get to say about that. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Well, while we're, already talking, around. <laughs> while we're already talking about the Red Claw, let's get into this. This is your bad thing, Kev. 
Yeah, Red Claw is such a boring villain, I think, mm. that there's no backstory or motivation to the character. For, for I mean, for the series that made us sympathise with Mr. Freeze, you wouldn't think it would be hurt to even give a reason for her terrorism or even a reason for the, for the land that she's wanting would be good, but just make us feel, understand something rather opposed to just a cut and paste sort of villain that's just in there. She... She feels like a G.I. Joe villain. Like, she's just a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. And I, I don't know. I'm okay with that, especially if you're going to... And this is in a better written episode, not this one. But on <laughs> paper, I see the concept. Like, contrasting her with Catwoman, mm-hmm. who is sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like, you have someone who is just straight up evil. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I could see that. But they don't really do that here. Yeah, so. I think that's the reason why they've got a villain because they can't have Batman versus Catwoman because she's not really a villain and they need to have a villain, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, this actually kind of ties to my good thing, though. It's nice to see the show pass the Bechdel test. Like, well, it's always been... nice to hear from a woman. <laughs> it's always there nice to been... be cat burgled by a woman. Yes, <laughs> and a cat. Don't forget the cat's place in all of this. The cat is male, unfortunately, but we're working on it. (laughs) No, it's like there have been entire episodes where there is not one single lady in the entire show. And it's like, oh, that's that's too bad. Um, But more specifically, it's nice that and you're not wrong, Gav. Red Claw's kind of nothing, but Mm -hmm. it's still nice that we got two lady villains and only one of them is sort of like the the stereotypically sexy Bruce Tim hourglass figure sultry kind of woman. And like. I love Red Claw's design. She's broad-shouldered. She looks like she can kick the shit out of you. And then when she and Catwoman fight, she does exactly what she, she does. She kicks the shit out of Catwoman. She's she's built like an athlete, and mm-hmm. she fights like one, and it's great because yeah. Catwoman's great at jumping around and climbing and things. But she's she's not like she's not a brute, you know. And I don't know. I I like that. And like, there's some small missteps in the way Batman reacts to some things, which we'll get to in a moment with yep. Matt's bad thing. But overall, like, I can't think of a ton of kids shows that I grew up on in the 80s or even into the 90s where you got two, like, two ladies as main characters in the same episode. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's, that's something. I mean, fair. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Matt, you still had some problems. With I it. mean, like, I'm not thrilled with Batman being shocked that both Catwoman and Red Claw are women. Like, come on, dude, it's 1992. That shit is no longer remarkable. Like there think, are moments in this, like there's an epi- there's a moment when he's watching Catwoman rob the the apartment. And he's just like a woman cat burglar. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I wondered what he was doing there. <laughs> there you're you're one hundred percent not wrong about the way he reacts there. I uh, up to and including the pervy mumbling, but uh, <laughs> like there's a part after she escapes, he's like he whistles like wow. What a yeah. woman. I mean, she's pretty damn sexy, but Batman should be a little more professional. I mean, his that. heart certainly shouldn't be beating out of his chest while his tongue lulls down to his feet and rolls out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to see a Tex Avery Batman. <laughs> you know, I think I'd be okay with that. Um, a wooga. And- especially since the zoot suits that he draws the, the cartoon wolves in would be right in, in oh, yeah. Gotham fashion. Um, but the Red Claw reaction was less of a, you know, wow, she's a lady and more of a, huh, I guess my information, like 
he and Gordon were talking about this mysterious mm-hmm. red claw no one knew about. And he's like, oh, oh, shit, she's a lady. Who yeah. knew? Like, that's it. And she's like, oh, are you surprised? He's like, no, I can beat up ladies, too. Like, he yeah. he rolls with that one pretty easy. Yeah, I didn't let it was the line, I'm not at all, I'm an equal opportunities crime fighter yeah. wasn't great. Not great. No, that felt like an Adam West line. And then, like, <laughs> as she flies away in her helicopter, she's like, how ironic that you, Batman, would be beaten by a woman's goodbye. That's it's not bad. ironic. It's unfortunate, but it's not ironic. It's just like, well, this episode was written by a man, which I uh-huh. assume it was. Now I have to check. Uh, there no, were... it wasn't. Sean Derrick isn't. Really? No. All right. Yeah. There were four writing credits, as I as I recall, and at least one of them was a woman. Yeah, and you'll be glad to know the writers that wrote this wrote the next Catwoman episode. Yeah, is that the one where there's a transformation, or is that another one? That's yeah, that's the one. Mm. Oh boy, they can't just like. Uh, I know they can't just have Batman and Catwoman in an episode. They have to have something else as well. I always get the feeling this show didn't really know what to do with Catwoman. You know, I mean, like that's, that's fair. She doesn't show, as far as I can remember, she doesn't show up that much. Mm, that's not true. Is it like they use her a lot? Well, not a lot, but I would say, like, I mean, obviously they use the Joker the most, but after him, I mean, she's yeah. probably up there as like the in the next tier mm. of guys they use a lot. No, you disagree? I can't yeah. think of that many episodes she was in. Yeah, I, I don't either. I could, I could be wrong. It's been years since I watched this show, but yeah, yeah. I'm and I'm completely pulling this out of my ass. I could be wrong as well. I, I just, it, it, it feels like they could never sort of embrace the like the thing they do in the comics with her, where it's like you're a villain, but you're also a hero who I'm having sex with. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, and kissing, it's not just this uh, this show. It's like the, I'm thinking about it, the Batman Returns. Mm. There wasn't just Catwoman. There was a Penguin. Exactly. And, and then, Max Shrek. Yes. <laughs> and Chip. And then... The, Don't the, forget me, Dad. Dark Knight Rises. There wasn't just Catwoman. There was Bane as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, no one seems to want to just, just do Catwoman on her own. Yeah. No, I, can, and I, can, I can see why. I mean, Cat Burglar is not psychologically interesting enough. Like, this sure. show, most of the villains, I mean, they, they fumbled it with the Red Claw, but mostly... There's something kind of going on there, and mm. and she's got steals things. So I I don't know. I, Sorry, I, Batman. I just like to burgle so much. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for explosions. Mm-hmm. But it's... that said, like the fact that Batman's romantically interested in her mm. is something that complicates it. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's sort of, but it's always in this. It always feels like I love you, Batman. Yeah, well, that's great, but also you stole a necklace, so, you know. Also, they didn't really put the work in as far as, like, they have two scenes together, and Mm. we see the entire exchange. Like, there's no bits of it that happen off screen. All of it happens where we can see, so there's not, like, extra bits. Yeah. By the end of the second one, she's like, I'm in love with you. Like, really? Moving kind of fast there. (laughs) We've been on one date. Like, in... I understand it's a kid's cartoon. Sure. And she can't, what she can't say is I'm super into you and fuck me, Batman. Fuck. Like, <laughs> which would, which would really feed into her cat thing. Just sort of like, uh, you know, going with any partner that catches your eye kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that what cats do? I mean, they're like alley cats are famous for that in pop culture. I don't know I if it's a real that. thing. All right. I, you know, 
cartoon cats don't really get, like Heathcliff doesn't get to walk around with a boner, but you know, it's implied, right? <laughs> no, he gets to walk around with a bone, a fish bone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the a, garbage it's, a, ape. it's a metaphorical boner. Yes, gonna, exactly. It's going to tip over a dustbin. <laughs> oh, that's the dumbest thing. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of Catwoman, despite all of that, Matt, mm. you have some kind things to say about her. I I like I really like Batman animated series Catwoman. Like I like the design. I love her cat Isis, despite mm-hmm. its name. Um, like <laughs> her little cat caltrops are fucking inspired. That's great. Like she's just her what her little cal cat. I don't know what a caltrop is. Oh, you don't know what a caltrop is? Oh, no. okay. It's those little like it's a little like spike ball thing. You toss it on the ground so that people yeah. like will step on it. Ooh. Ah, no, I've never heard that word before. Yeah. I play a lot they're of D&D cool than you do, so. Uh, well, yes, in that you play D&D at all. Yes. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cat tropes? Should be. Yep. Cat they, they, they do look like little cats, <laughs> though, which is a nice touch. I like yeah. that a lot. No, I just, I think she's a fun antihero. I like watching her play off of Batman, and I like the effect that Selina has on Bruce. Like, just that, like, oh... I've seen a lot of women before, but good lord! Like mm-hmm. I just, I, I think she's a great version of the character. Um, I think it would be nice to see more of her. But like I said, I don't, we, I don't think we do. The thing is, she may have, like, we might both be right. She might have a lot of appearances and still not really have come to anything of substance. Mm-hmm. Like, she might just not stick in your head because they didn't do anything great with her. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's been there's... so many great Catwomen's over the years. <laughs> There has. It, oh, up and, to and including, once again, the one in uh, the Harley Quinn show. Sure. Who is, like, super cool to the point where, like, Harley and Ivy feel like they're not cool enough to be around her. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very good take. She's just, she's bored by everything. Like, it's a very cat attitude where you feel mm-hmm. like she's going to knock something off a table at any point. <laughs> and just... Fuck this vase. Yeah, exactly. And she's sort of bored and annoyed that anyone might be in her company because she like has no interest in them. It's a very good take, but this one's good too. Mm -hmm. And they didn't like, they managed to make her sexy without having her tits flopping out, which is nice. That's been a problem for some designs of Catwoman. Sure has uh, Arkham, Arkham city Mm, among many. Uh huh. Um, just off the top of my head, but I do like that. Uh, her her model is sort of classic comics design, but also you definitely see a bit of the Tim Burton influence in there, and mm. particularly in Selina, who is obviously modeled after uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, well, I thought I thought it was weird, like you know the way that they they sort of embrace the Batman Returns version of the joke or of uh, the Penguin in this that we don't mm. see the weird like stitchy Batman Returns costume on her. It's very much the like David, um, the David Mazzucchelli year one, like little gray mouse costume. You were going to say, Gav? Oh, yeah, I oh, know. I agree. It's, it's, but then when they when they eventually are able to change the uh, designs for what they want more, they actually change Catwoman more. It looks more like her black costume than mm. it, you know, the Batman Returns one. Yeah, it does. And they actually do the. Uh, uh, like they make her skin a little whiter too, so oh, it yeah. has that that contrast. Oh yeah, look at that! So that sort of gothy contrast, like uh, Tim Burton likes. Yeah, but then they make her hair black. Mm. Well, I mean, women can change their hair color, Gav. I'm not sure if you're aware. What? Of 
No, there's actually a canonical reason for it. But apparently, her hair is that color, but she ble- she dyed it blonde <laughs> because she's a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan. <laughs> well, apparently so. Well, who isn't? I mean, I like her. Well, you should. <laughs> but uh, but not from that movie. From um, what's that one where she's a teacher and she turns the chair around and teaches the <laughs> Julio? I think. Uh, oh, mother. Yeah, that's the wait. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about mother. Wait, I'm thinking of the Albert Brooks movie Mother, not whatever. Oh no, no, I was talking about the uh, the one from the other year by ah. Dan Aronofsky or whatever his name. Yeah, that mm. the, the one that was not weird in any way at, at all. <laughs> Certainly not, not in any way weird. Not if it's Aronofsky. I w- I would imagine it was just on brand for him. Very very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So my bad thing. Yes. There is some surprisingly subpar animation in mostly the second one. Oh yeah, this episode, the second episode looks like dog shit. <laughs> and originally, what I wrote down was subpar for this show, but going back and watching it the second time, comparing it in my head to like the '80s shows that I'm familiar with, no, it was bad for them too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was rough. There's a car chase that is just, just terrible. And then there's a series of explosions at the end that Bruce Tim like, went on the record and said, look, we sent it back to the animation studio three times, and that's the best they could do. It's, it was it was horrible. I like how uh, Bruce Tim is apparently very willing to go to go on the record and say and talk shit about this television show he worked on. Well, and the second week saying- in a row for us. Gav was saying that the animation studio in question is Acom, and I know this being a, a Transformers fan, that, that when that show, like, they use different studios, and when they sent episodes to them, they, like, notoriously bad. Just, mm-hmm. like, you watch it for 30 seconds, you're like, ooh, Acom did this one, that's fucking rough. And I'm surprised a show of this caliber with the budget that they had used the same shitty animation studio that fucking Transformers did. Mm-hmm. Like, you got more money in class than that, come on. No, we don't. Apparently not. Weirdly, they must have got better because they're doing The Simpsons now. Yeah. I mean, The Simpsons has never been known for its lush <laughs> animation. Let's let's be very clear about that. Plus, oh, sure, year... it's always set in film noir times. <laughs> Plus, by year 30, you know, that, that, that show's got to be running on, like, autopilot, at least when it comes to the animation. Yeah, and a bunch of it is definitely computerized. Now. You can throw one of those together like a fucking Garfield strip. <laughs> <laughs> or he flip one. Exactly. <laughs> or he's trying to turn a dustbin over on someone's head. Yeah. You get it. Hoover's, Hoover's always doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gav, what was your good thing? My good thing was the Catwoman's theme in the episode. I just thought it was really good. I know music in Batman animated series isn't exactly headline news that it's good, but here we are. Uh, just a great piece of music, I thought, that, that links with the character. And one that I still remember from watching it, well, 30 years ago? 30? Oh, wow. 30? Uh, probably about yeah. that, yeah. Close to it. Mm. 28. Jesus. Yeah. And I, I've mentioned this before, but 1992 is the year I graduated high school. So anytime I think about how long ago that was, it's like, oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I remember when this when I first found out about the cartoon. It was like uh, just in the in the TV paper. There was a Batman Returns cartoon, you know, on at nine o'clock or whatever. Mm. 
uh, it was just what, what, what? I was like, because oh, I took nothing about it. So I was just really expecting a Batman Returns cartoon when I first saw it. And I, I know this is one of the episodes they put out like ahead of the series to to capitalize on the mm-hmm. movie, and that it's an odd choice. It's a very odd choice. <laughs> she's the almost well-known... nothing like. Well, she's almost nothing like movie Catwoman, and then mm-hmm. yeah, on top of that, the well-known Batman villain, the Red Claw. <laughs> now, is she? I assume she's from the comics. No, no, I've never seen her before. Really? Yeah. Oh, to me, yeah, she feels, to me in, in this, she feels like a weird combination of Ra's al Ghul and Talia. Except we get those guys in this show. I know, which is why it's weird that she exists. Yep. That, that's another thing with, with her about, you know, mo- motivation is, is they, they created the entire character completely from scratch. So, mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, oh, first of all, from scratch, is that a Catwoman pun? Uh, if it's funny, then yes. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um, I, I mean... I, I have to, in light of my good thing, applaud them for at least saying, ooh, Batman's got two lady villains, and okay, we've created this new sidekick for the Joker. That's three, but that's still not very many. Let's let's mm. come up with a few more. Like, that's not a bad idea. No, no that's but, good. Um, but yeah, but they should be doing that in episodes where Catwoman isn't in as well, not just because, yes. well, we've got Catwoman, we need to have a woman villain as well. I agree. Also, they should have done a better job with it. Yes. But it starts, I think, from a from a place of like, oh, okay, let's let's maybe make this not a fucking cock forest. <laughs> Please, I wish that was my word. It is not. The cat and the cock forest part. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a scratching post, Selena. My God. Um, what else? I feel like this is gonna be a short one because we're talking about one story. Yeah. Let me see. Here. Uh, Catwoman summons her cat with a cat whistle. Is yeah. that even a thing? Well, I mean, this this episode is purely fiction, just in the fact that the cat does anything that Selena tells it to. <laughs> yes, what he said. I mean, I I assumed it would sneak into that apartment and go through all the lasers and then perch on top of where the necklace was and go to sleep. Because yeah, what is more like a box? Than like <laughs> this complicated laser like prison of lasers. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's like chasing a laser pointer and being in a box. It's everything a cat likes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Kev. You kind of see everyone in relation to how they relate to animals, sort of. Mm-hmm. In that Bruce is at the auction, you know, doing good things for the animal welfare. Catwoman gives money to it and was trying to sort the mountain lions out. The villain Stern. Obviously, he kills animals and puts them on his wall. Mm-hmm. Sort of Red falls Red down. Claw Red Claw also exists. Red Claw uh, is eaten by a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> no, just mangled by a mountain lion. She yeah. comes back in another episode. With, I... the, with, with the mountain lion still attached. <laughs> My memory of her is that she's kind of the DC version of Craven, and I, I unless it's based on her other appearance, I'm completely wrong. It's got to be because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I I don't remember. But I, I, I remember. I, oh, go ahead. I also my my other memory of her was that like her her logo was a lobster claw instead of a uh, <laughs> instead of a uh, like a cat claw. So no, it's you supposed know. to be a bloody claw, not a literal red. Claw. I thought that she had like a red claw, you know, like a lobster. Well, you were like eight when this show came out. She's so. fucking coming to the room and be all like, "Make room for Zoidberg." 
Oh, should have been voice played Zoeper. That would be amazing. She should have scuttled away. Defeat you, Batman, why not? <laughs> no, you've, she been been... The... you've been bitten by a woman. <laughs> she still should have been voiced by Kate Mulgrew, but doing the, the Zoidberg voice. Yes. Uh, we haven't really talked about Maven. I'm not sure that there's much to talk about. But uh, Oh, um... Catwoman's secretary? secretary? No, nothing. Yeah, Catwoman's Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I think, Matt, you pointed out all the villains have sexy lady uh, uh, hench people or assistants or whatever, and Gav was like, why doesn't she have a sexy dude? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, uh, 60s Catwoman did. Oh, yeah. She had the beefcakes and tiny cat costumes helping her out. And called weird cat names, like Mm -hmm. mittens. (laughs) (laughs) And Mm-hmm. Go, Mittens. Kick his ass. No, whatever you say, Catwoman. Duh. She's going to give me a saucer of milk later. <laughs> oh, boy. No, Maven was like, I, it's it's Mavis, right? I heard that wrong. Nope, it's no, Maven. Ma- Maven. Quoth the Maven. Yeah. <laughs> and Kev, you pointed out there's not really much reason for her. I don't think there's much, aside from the story reason that they must want someone for Catwoman to talk to, um, I can't see why, you know, I thought she would be quite happy to talk to her cats all day. That's a good point. Hmm? Yeah, because from a writing standpoint, you you don't want them monologuing by themselves. That gets tiresome very quickly, but uh, yeah, the cats cats would have been. Cats could talk back, sort of. (laughs) She's trained them to talk. <laughs> I'm I am unclear the extent to which she has trained those cats. She's she's got the one trained to go through lasers and and pick up jewelry and also when she's leaping off like hundred story buildings to her apparent death, the cat just sort of like calmly sits on her neck. Well, not calmly. <laughs> no, it only freaks out when it sees Batman. It's fine during the fall. Oh no. Yeah. But but they... she has claw marks all over her shoulder. Oh yeah. Hmm. No, there's a, there's a, there's a, she does like that thing where she flips around the flagpole like three times on her whip and then Mm -hmm. lands and you can see her holding the cat and it's got these wide eyes, like, just like, what the fuck happened? Uh No, and I was going to mention the, uh, the whip. Isn't that more of a Tim Burton version thing? Or did she have that in the, uh, the other version as well? Don't remember if she had the whip before Batman Returns now that you're mentioning it. She must have done. Yeah. Right. Because a cat of nine, a cat of nine tails. Oh, uh, she would have done, yeah. That's a good point. She yeah, had a catamaran as well, I think. <laughs> of course, she did. <laughs> I mean, she, they don't have her making terrible cat puns. Like they had, like arguably the most tragic and complex villain they've ever mm-hmm. had, Mister Freeze, making dumb ice puns the whole time. But she didn't uh, say a single like, you know, this is perfect or anything. She absolutely says that. Does she? Oh yeah. I guess I missed that. When once she the cat once the cat steals the necklace, she's like, "That's perfect, Isis. Let's go uh, home." Uh... <laughs> well, I'm disappointed now. Mm. That oh, I missed a... it. Not that she said it. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> I'm disappointed, with... you cat woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a bit where Commissioner Gordon saying uh, he hasn't seen something like this before, and then Batman says, "Batman has." And I said, what? Are we speaking in the first person now? <laughs> There's a great bit where uh, Bruce has to make a phone call as Bruce in his car while he's driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before everyone had cell phones, so there weren't laws about this yet. And um, 
and then he hangs up and he has to call Commissioner Gordon as Batman. Yep. And first of all, I love when he switches the voice. Like, oh yeah, uh, just pivots on a dime and just like, no, I'm Batman. But he's talking to him as Batman, but driving the car as Bruce, and pulls up in front of Selena's building, still doing the Batman voice yep. on his <clears throat> car phone, and like the doorman in front of the the like the apartment must be like, are, are you are you Batman? I was gonna. I was thinking that too when uh, Selena's walking up, and I'm like, Bruce, you gotta stop. She's gonna know you're Batman. Yeah, I gotta get off the phone now, Commissioner. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, I left the the stove on in the back cave. I gotta go. I mean, my house. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, Commissioner house. Gordon has a has a bat phone that he keeps in a drawer. I like that. Uh that felt like. They were trying to nod to the bat phone, but they didn't want to embrace it. Like, mm. just give him the red phone. Yeah. It was just another plain phone in a drawer. That's, like, if you're going to have a bat phone, fucking have a bat phone, Yeah, man. That's all. But or I do just, like or just Or just ring his normal number. Yeah, or that. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just like a half measure, you know? <laughs> uh, what else? What else? I was disappointed uh, Alfred wasn't in it much. Yeah. Yeah, he picks the hair off of uh, the suit, and I think that might be it. Oh, sl- slight, uh, slight tangent, but the Alfred in uh, Harley Quinn is the best Alfred ever. Yes. Well, this is—I mean—that might be the first Alfred we've gotten in a movie or TV version that's the like uh, worked for uh, British intelligence and all mm. of that, right? Like, I think it's the implied this Alfred does, but uh... I, I think it—I think it is because of, I think in the next. Red Claw. It's it's called the Unicorn and the Lion, so it must mm. be to do with his British intelligence work oh. or something. Okay. I think you're right. I thought that idea came up in comics, sort of after the show, or like a lot. It's all sort of it. around the same time ish. Like that, I think that started showing up in like either the late '70s or sometime in oh, the wow. '80s yeah. when they were like. Because I was I was reading a Batman comic recently from 1982 or something mm. where it was talking about his. British intelligence work in oh, the okay. Second World War. Mm-hmm. I so think it's far like Yeah. Huh. No, I I thought that was way like I thought that was way post crisis. I guess, mm. but I definitely defer to both of you guys. I don't. I haven't actually read a ton of Batman comics. Every time I try, I get like confused. Well, you're in luck because I have. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm aware of this. It's come All up of once them. or twice. Yes, all the Batman comics. I'm I'm completely aware of this, Matt. Uh, so the, the villain, the, well, one of the villains, the Max Shrek guy, uh, yes. he's got a, he's got a model of this, uh, resort that he wants to build. Yep. And you know that the typical like miniature, like to show off, like, here's where the golf course goes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's where the thing, maintenance house is. The thing rises out of the floor, which is very cool, but it's hidden with a secret, like piano code. You have to play. Mm-hmm some notes from the ode to joy to like, and really this is, this is not a secret evil thing. This is a thing you would like present to your board of directors. Why yep. is it hidden like that? Yeah. And I will yeah. tell you what, I will tell you what I said during the episode. If I had that much money, everything I owned would do crap like that. <laughs> I think it would get really inconvenient for things you need often. It would get really inconvenient for things you need often. It would, it would never stop being cool. <laughs> I have to do the Macarena in front of this uh, motion detector to get to my breakfast. (laughs) Every morning. And I always have to eat breakfast to be able to do the Macarena. (laughs) 
Gives me the, the power I need. The <laughs> one, um, one. Oh, oh, to joy thing. The, the actual secret stuff, you know, the files, mm-hmm. they were, you know, to be, get to them, that would be a secret code. But the secret code for that is the rest of the music from the secret code to yep. get the, the we other were, thing open. We were led to believe that she put together this incredible piece of detective work when she just played the rest of the piece of music. Yeah. On that tiny piano. Yes. Now, he couldn't afford much space for a piano. <laughs> Everyone should have a piano, even the very tall. <laughs> she did mention that she'd had piano lessons. She obviously has a some kind of a cover story for how she has all this money. She can't mm-hmm. openly, publicly say it's from jewel thievery. So, like, is she supposed to be like a wealthy socialite or something? Well, I really hope that her origin isn't that she's a rich person who who likes to supplement her her already having wealth by stealing jewels. No, I like the I like the interpretation of her that's more like a Robin Hood thing. Yeah, where it's like this shitty person shouldn't have it. I should, and I'm going to use it to help whatever cause it is. And in her case, animals, and also to own jewels because I like jewels, <laughs> but only if they're shaped like cats. Yes, otherwise so she'll sell them. But, She's halfway uh, to becoming the next Robin Hood. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Just giving it away to the purr, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed the first part, though. Good work, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another evil corporation in this. Well, mm-hmm. multi gone. They're good at naming corporations. Oh yeah, uh, they're they're better at this one than they were. I never noticed until Jason pointed this out last week, and now I can't. Not noticed. Gothcorp is the stupidest name for a company ever. <laughs> you know, just just uh, yeah, just Goth call Corp. it Seattle Co. Yeah, <laughs> there probably is a company called that. Yeah, there probably is, and it's probably terrible. Actually, it'd probably be called like Seattle Co. Mm. Actually, yeah, though, uh, Gothcorp was started started by a group of goths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not not the kind you're thinking. The actual Visigoths. Yes, that. exactly. <laughs> Yes, Nandor. It's a very <laughs> old company. Yes, what is wrong with the name Gothcorp? <laughs> Tell me, Guillermo. I'm a goth. Oh, Show me how five to do... minutes, my look was cool. Show me how to do the goth dance. <laughs> All right. Got anything else? Uh, I want to briefly touch on how the Red, the red Claws crew of uh mercenaries all look like they came here from a Tintin comic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely did. They were way more exaggerated than you like cartoony looking than usual. Exactly. I didn't mind that, but they definitely had that look. Mm-hmm. There's the one guy who's chasing Catwoman through the ventilation system who's got a permanent like <laughs> like his teeth are grinding. Yep. Like his his face is half teeth and he can't close his mouth. Yep. I have to shoot Catwoman with the machine gun. <laughs> With the Tommy gun. How you say? Well, that's how you not say how. Uh, Thompson gun. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, you said Thompson and Thompson gun. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I think that's everything I, I got. So. Very well. Gav, have you chosen a quote from part one? I have. It is thusly. Tell us. What do you know about Red Claw? Why are you asking us? We're no terrorists. You're still scum. Ah, the triumphant return of Thusly. Mm-hmm. We missed you, Thusly. Yes. Welcome back Fine. for the first time. 
Mine is, uh, from part two, is, um, it's an okay quote, but I have a hilarious joke that goes with it that, mm. once again, will, will appeal to about five people. <laughs> so this is, um, this is the Red Claw describing what the plague will do. Stay back, Batman! I hold the ultimate equalizer! This plague kills indiscriminately! I will kill you like so much Tuvix! <laughs> <laughs> indiscriminately batman just like uh-huh. tuvix yeah i i there's a certain subset of internet people who will not let the fact that uh, captain janeway straight up murdered a fairly sympathetic character on voyager mm-hmm. years and years ago a fact that we agreed with when we covered that episode on our yep. show and there have been so many memes about it in the last like six months it just continues to delight me yep that's nice to hear. I thought we were the only people still angry about that, so. I think, I honestly think, like, there's been a renewed interest in Star Trek, like, uh, with the new series coming out and, like, different And with everyone having all, all this free time to watch Star Trek. Oh, th- I mean, this started before then, but definitely now. And, of course, everyone's signing up for CBS All Access. Oh, why wouldn't they? It's, a, it's an incredible service. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so, I suppose that's all for this time. Yeah. Um... Oh, we didn't do our kids love Batman, which is basically just would kids even understand most of what's going on in this episode? Did like, anyone? Shady. Yeah, well, okay, we didn't understand the plot, but I mean, we we understand the broad strokes of like, okay, that guy's an evil industrialist, obviously, mm-hmm. and she's some kind of a terrorist or mercenary or something. But like a, a kid watching this would understand the badly animated explosions, but like these explosions this, are very badly animated. What is this? What is this guy in the business suit and glasses trying to yeah. do? I don't know. I I remember not being terribly fond of the Red Claw at the time. I really, this would be odd, and probably I don't wish this, Monkey's Paw. But sometimes <laughs> I really wish we could ask Matt of 1992, little little eight year old Matt, what he actually thought. Mostly, what he thought was, I would like to play more Nintendo, please. Mm-hmm. The only time I switch the Nintendo back to TV is when Batman's on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I also watch a lot of Animaniacs. All right. Somebody had to. Yeah. Well, no, Freakazoid. Oh, yeah. Well, when later, it showed though. up. Yeah. Freakazoid was a few years later. Mm-hmm. All right. He had well, the power of the internet. Did he? Yep. I have no idea what Freakazoid's deal was. He ran around in his underwear. Uh, that That I knew. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> so does this guy. True. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this time. Ooh, next time. I am excited. Next time, see no evil. I don't know what that one is, but the other one is Beware the Grey Ghost, which is one that Ooh, I'm legit, shit. legit excited to be doing. Yeah, that is a good one. So, look forward to that. Gav, anything you want to you wanna say or do? Tell the people. Mm-hmm. The people. Uh, no, keep watching the skis. There you go. <laughs> He's Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) Uh, So, as ever, our website is kidslovebatman.com. You can write to us now at kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Don't forget the podcast. Someone else took the the one without that word on there for some reason. Like a jerk. It was was Plumbert, wasn't it? Probably Plumbert, that jerk. Uh, We are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt. Gav, do you want to give your... Am I on oh, Twitter? Uh, yes. I think it's at Irish Gav Brown. That sounds yes. right. Right. 
And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.